Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a Decoding TV bonus episode with me, David Chen, and Christian Spicer. Today, we're going to be discussing The Last of Us, Episode 1. This is bonus material. Now, uh, with most TV shows I recap, I have not been exposed to the source material. With this one, I have actually played the video game. I'm a huge fan of it. The source um, was, material walked by, opened its coat, showed you everything. You've been... I was thinking, <laughs> thank you for that troubling image. I was thinking of, uh, I was thinking of replaying the video game like in advance of uh, our conversations, Christian. But I decided, you know what, I'm not going to because then if I forget something, you can like explain it to me on the sh- on the podcast, and like people might benefit from hearing that. Um, that said, The Last of Us Part One is on sale on PS5 as we're recording this, so I'm thinking of uh, picking that up maybe, but. The purpose of this bonus episode is we are going to be discussing some changes that the video game made uh, or that the show made to the video game story. I want to be really upfront and say, uh, I don't think what we will discuss is can be considered spoilers. Um, and, and we will try to avoid talking about like stuff at the end of the story or anything like that. But if you are really like spoiler averse, like you should probably just skip this conversation. Um, but I, I will try really hard to like avoid any spoilers. We will talk about stuff that's different from the video game and how like how that impacts um, the storytelling in the show, though. So like that's that's kind of what the purpose of this conversation is going to be. Um, so you know, fair warning. You know, that's what we're going to do today. Uh, Christian and I are going to try to do a few of these throughout the course of the season, and when we do them, they will be available for paid members at DecodingTV.com. This one is available for free for everyone, so you know what this is. But a huge thanks to everyone at DecodingTV.com who's a paid member, and you can get access to early episodes, ad-free episodes, and bonus episodes like this one. Um, Paid members at DecodingTV.com are what allow us to do this podcast. Okay, so let's talk about changes between the show and the book. Um, Potentially spoilery. Video uh, sorry. Game. Yeah, video game. I keep saying book because I'm used to doing that. All right, so Christian, one thing you said before we started recording is that uh, I mentioned, Hey, it's weird that they keep bringing up the date on the show or they, or that they brought up the date on the show uh, in 2003, but they don't bring up any other dates. So like maybe there's some significance to that date. We can reveal basically that in the video game, that date is like, like regarded as the day that the outbreak began. Is that correct? Yeah, that is outbreak day. That is now, you know, it feels weird to say that say it like this, but celebrated by fans IRL um, as a last of like in seven day for Mass Effect or um, you know uh, what is it um, Mario Day three ten uh, mm-hmm. um, outbreak day September twenty sixth so so Naughty Dog will often put out cool promotional stuff or art or sometimes like the vinyl you know perhaps got released on that day but is a fan celebration day of the day in the the media that the world went to hell in a handbasket <laughs> that now we celebrate joyously as fans of that, of that media. So that, you know, that date being on screen 
um, felt kind of like a, a nod to the fans mm-hmm. of like, this is the same day as before. And, and then we'll see if it's referenced more throughout um, yeah. the show in a way that, you know, the day that time stood still perhaps. Um, but it is significant in that way that it's like a, a fan event at the end of the summer, every year of uh, memorializing these, uh, these games. It's interesting. I wonder if it's just going to be a subtle nod or if they're never going to reference outbreak day again, you know, in the show, who knows? Uh, yeah. But certainly in the in the video game, the date has some significance. So yes, one of the biggest changes I think the show makes Christian is the romantic relationship between Tess and Joel is explicit in the show, and it, I don't think it is in the video game. Am I remembering that correctly? Certainly not as um, you know, hammer on nail explicit not explicit in terms of uh yeah. it's <laughs> not like graphic it, yeah, yeah it's not graphic yes. or anything but yeah but it, it is clear it is clear that they are romantically involved in the show whereas that is not true in the game and i have to say it kind of bummed me out that they did that um i don't know like what was your reaction like did you have any reaction to that because basically there's a scene where tess gets in bed with joel and it's like oh they're a couple um right. that scene does not happen in the video game at all and i'm curious like what you thought of the fact that it's now definitely a romantic relationship. Yeah, I think it worked for me because I did see them as a couple in the game as well with the the context clues and things that are provided in that game. And I, I also find it interesting, though, that we see them in bed together. And when you see Tess come home from Robert's all beat up, you know, Joel doesn't appear overly sensitive. He's not he's not sitting there gently cleaning her wounds or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He's still kind of a bulldog and he wants to go kill or hit, you know, whomever did this. And even in their moments in bed together, it's not cuddling, you know, it's not, it doesn't seem super lovey dovey as much mm-hmm. as it does. Maybe they are partners of convenience in this cold, cruel world together. And so I, I think in that regard, I, I find that relationship fascinating where they are business partners, but also, you know, their bodies have this primal need and, it becomes that as well, but they're not holding hands down the street. And so I, in that way, I think it says a lot about both of the, both characters and who they are and not necessarily that they're, you know, they wear a broken heart necklace in each one of them, <laughs> you know, yeah. has the other half of the heart. I guess I, I, if I recall in the, in the video game, it was very open to the interpretation that they were romantically involved, but like, it was not like clear about it. And I, I, I think I prefer that because, um, you can kind of write your own story in your head of like what that relationship was like, you know, like maybe they were at some point, but they're not anymore or whatever. But like now it's clear that they are and it makes it more conventional. I wonder if it's like, if the showrunners and the writers were like so worried that you'd have so much to wrap your head around in the first episode that they're like, okay, let's just make it clear that they're romantically involved. Cause otherwise the audience is going to be like, what's going on with these two, you know? Because I think also, um, if I maybe this is true, I don't know, but like probably the the events that take place in episode in the first episode of the the show, I think probably take a little bit longer to occur in the video game, if I recall correctly, right? Maybe I don't know. Yes um, and no. Sarah's yeah. moments are much longer in the show, whereas in the video yes. game, you know that initial moment happens. You you play as Sarah, and I guess you can play as Sarah for a long time and kind of explore her home. Yeah. And with some objects you can pick up and rotate, but then it's the neighbor comes to the door, Joel's there, shoots the neighbor, and they're 
you know, kind of off and running in that moment. So all that time we spend with Sarah is very different. And I think it is to let you feel connected to her. And as if she is the protagonist in the show, whereas in the game, they're able to do that a little quicker because you are playing as her and you're like, Oh, cool. This is my controllable character. Yeah. And so um, I was going to bring up Sarah as another big change as well, but, but I, you know, I think it's fair to say um, with the test stuff, not clear to me why they did it that way, but like maybe they're just like it's going to be more easy for audiences to to glom onto. I I don't know. I Going think it is the, a neater package. Sorry, of like yes, a surrogate yeah. family, right? Like yeah. a neater. Like mm-hmm, it's not yeah. one rando, one rando, random kid. It's like oh, we have a surrogate family. Joel's a mess. Good luck. Have fun. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Um, but yeah, the Sarah stuff is interesting because basically in the video game, if I recall correctly, like there is a scene in the show where. Sarah and Joel like meet for their birthday and like Sarah gives him the watch and stuff like that. And that's, I think where the video game basically begins like right around there. Right. Like you don't go to school with Sarah. You don't meet any of you. She doesn't go to the watch person. Like none of that stuff happens in the video game. Um, But yeah, I, I would agree that it's like, wow, interesting. Like they're really building up the Sarah character a lot more. And I think it's like, I think you're right, Christian, that like, in the video game, you can control Sarah. You're like taking control of Sarah, but it's like, you don't get that luxury in the show. So they need to spend more time. It's almost like there's like the being able to play as the character ups, like gives you like, you know, 10 relatability points. And like, (laughs) and like, whereas like, okay, seeing the character go to school gives you like three relatability points. Seeing them go get their gift for their dad gives them another three relatability points. And like, you know, like, they felt like they needed to fill in the Sarah character more because you don't play as her maybe. Um, or that it would be more effective if they filled that character in more because you don't play as her. Whereas like, I would argue that the video game was equally effective in terms of the Sarah stuff, uh, partially because you play as her. So it's just interesting to, to kind of consider why they decided to give Sarah a lot more story in the show, you know? Yeah, I agree. And I, I do think it is like, how do you find those storytelling air quote shortcuts and I do think making someone playable fulfills that expectation of major character. Because how often would a video game company spend the time or resources to animate and make this character someone that you can control and spend time with if they're going to abandon that character model and yeah. all of that you know, work uh, for the rest of the game? And in, in, in film and TV, it's spending time seeing the world through their point of view, like your them in terms of yeah. this world. And then to have that rug pulled out from under you i think is just as impactful but it, they did it, it felt like they needed to approach it in a different way because of the different medium yeah yeah um so i thought that was fascinating we already talked in the main show about the fed regard um any other big differences I, I mean i think the way that all like marlene and joel and ellie and Tess cross paths is a little bit different i don't think there's that whole test backstory with um Robert and the bat like I don't remember Tess getting all messed up with the battery guy like that didn't happen in the video game as far as I recall like um but I think this is all just to kind of give you more character development for like there's way more character development for Tess in this episode than there was in the video game as I recall right well you spend a lot of time I mean there's also less killing in the show than there is in the video game like you spend a lot of time as Joel and Tess going and hunting Robert down in the video game. And Naughty mm-hmm. Dog, in my opinion, does an incredible job of environmental storytelling where the the NPC, your companion p- character, is, yeah. is providing meaningful information 
as you play, and it, it never takes the control out of your hand. Yes, there are cutscenes, but they do a really good job of having this cool in-world dialogue that often feels real and authentic and can break for moments of gameplay, but you get that exposition along the way because a video game needs, is giving you things to do with your hands. So you're in undercover, shooting, killing, throwing you know bricks at people, and that quest to hunt and kill Robert is a lot of time played in the game. And that I think is where you get a lot of that, that Joel Tess relationship. And the show doesn't do that. It's not a one hour action episode of them, you know, breaking into Robert's compound. As you mentioned, we miss that action, <laughs> you know, yeah. in the, in the show entirely. And I love some of the other changes that feel like they're there for fans in a way, but they don't feel overly winky the way um, they happened in the uncharted movie. Another, mm-hmm. uh, Naughty yeah. Dog game that has a, an adaptation. But, but like, before you get to that, I want to I want to hear what those are. But I, I will say, like the whole battery thing felt like it was the only part of the the show that felt like pretty video gamey to me. It felt like oh, we got to go on this fetch quest to get this battery so that we can put it into another thing so that we can go to the next thing. You know? <laughs> that was the only part that I was like, oh, it feel it feels you know. And maybe like showing up and all the people are dead is like a way to subvert that that feeling. You know, who knows. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Anyway, um, so go ahead. What are some of the other changes that you as a video game player recognized? Well, I loved the the neighbors, Connie, and spending time mm, with them yeah, and yeah, giving yeah. them a name and a face, which I think is great. And that uh, escape when they're in the truck, there's the scene. Oh, sorry, sorry. In, in the in the video game, though, I think you like you do meet the neighbor. Like the neighbors, something is wrong with the neighbors in the video game, if I recall correctly, right? In the right, but it, that's pretty much it. You yeah, you, you don't you don't know who they are before something terrible happens, right? They yeah. show up on the sliding glass door, and, and Joel, without you know thinking about it, kills them. Um, yeah. And you don't spend time with them, getting to know them as a couple or any of that stuff. And then when they're fleeing, <clears throat> excuse me, and in that smaller town. A, a truck T-bones Tommy, Joel and Ellie in their truck. And I, I believe, um, you know, that it's like a big gas station explosion. And then the show, you have a moment where they're going and it's like, look out. And you see this truck come at them from the side of an intersection, but that truck misses them. And mm-hmm. I, I like stuff like that. That's mm. like, we're changing things. And again, they don't linger on it. They don't, yeah, Joel yeah. doesn't say, Oh my gosh, that truck clearly. Oh, I thought for sure. We were going to get hit by (laughs) just as a thing that happens. And then after that, they drop a freaking plane out of the sky. (laughs) And that's what takes them out. And I love that. 
in the video game, um, you don't see the plane crash happen. I don't think in the video game, right? But is I don't it, think there's there's no plane crash. Oh, there's no plane. Yeah. Okay. So uh, they just show up in town. and It's already chaos. If I recall correctly, is, did that happen? Am I remember? Yeah. There, there's chaos in the yeah. town, and then they get yeah. hit by another vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gotcha. 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 Yeah. So yeah, that's wild they, that they like upped the ante when it comes to that scene, right? Um, yeah. Really effectively, I thought so. Um, any other of those little touches, Christian, that you you uh, noticed in terms of uh, adaptations? I mean, I think there's a lot with Marlene and Ellie that is is different in terms of spending time with those characters. I think, again, you get to know Marlene in a way in this first episode more than you do in the video game in yeah. the beginnings of things. And I think that's really effective, again, in terms of storytelling that happens. Um, one thing, and I, I'll, I'll I don't know if there's more here in, in terms of spoilers. I will leave it alone. I, we mentioned about the date and how they put that on screen. And usually when you see something on screen, it, it, it's important later. The child who dies in the Boston QZ, they do a really good job of showing you that child's shoes as they walk through the woods. So that then you immediately know that is the body being burned later. Yes. You see those same shoes and it's Correct. reinforced storytelling. Sarah really lingers on Joel's knife yes. in the drawer. Yes. In a way that it, it, I I don't know if that's just a video game kind of nod where when you play as Sarah, you'd walk around and you'd pick up items. Right. And look yeah. at them and then put them down. Or if that is something more, you know, about the significance of blades. Um, right. As like we how, go how is the knife going to come into play later in the show? And uh, I don't recall a knife being particularly like emotionally important in the video game. Right. Like not, not for Joel. I mean, Ellie yeah. and as in this pilot, no spoilers for later, Ellie has her knife and she's already used it in the pilot. Right. Um, right. But yeah, for Joel, it's not a, not a thing. And I found that. Yeah, it's a, really it's a weird it's a weird moment like where why is she lingering on like what is the import of this knife and will that be conveyed to us in the show will or is it just a random little moment you know who knows like we'll see and we'll then see. the biggest one for me is this idea of getting tommy that's you know someone's probably yelling at me who just finished replaying the game and i haven't done it since the last of us part one on ps5 came out i played it many times but that's joel's motivation is to save tommy and in a way that is not Joel's motivation in the game, mm-hmm. you know, getting their gear back, getting their supplies, getting a cache of weapons, getting all this stuff is the, the driving force. And spoiler for the game, Tommy is relevant much later in the game in a way mm-hmm. that in the show right now in the pilot, it feels like Tommy is, is the, the driving goal. force. Yeah. And, and, or Joel's driving force. And that is not the case um, in the setup it, of the, the video game. It'll be really, that is a major change, right? That is a, like, basically Joel is motivated by Tommy in the show, in the game. He's not really at the state. It's certainly at this stage. I am really curious what changes they're going to make with Tommy. Like it, maybe Tommy is, is dead. Maybe he's like, we don't know what Tommy's state is going to be in the show. So yeah, they imply he's probably dead. <laughs> yeah, they imply he's dead, but who who knows? So like, um, but uh, and also like at, at this stage of the game, like at this stage of the game, I don't was Tommy in the opening scenes of the game. I don't remember. Yeah, Tommy's with you in the truck. It's yeah, the same. Yeah, like yeah, Joel's yeah, yeah, a yeah. jerk who doesn't want to stop. As I, it's funny. I say you think something confidently, 
and then you say something as like the quote unquote expert on a podcast. And as soon as the words <laughs> leave your lips, you you're like, oh no, did I get that wrong? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's all, I'm sure you got it right. But but Tommy, Tommy for yeah. sure saves Joel from the, the army at the time agent at the, before Sarah right. dies, Tommy what, what, shows up again and comes back. What do we think about this being Joel's motivation? Though? Like, I, I think it's, it's fine. I, I think it's like the, what's the case for Joel being motivated by Tommy at this stage, right? Because in the game, he's not motivated, he's not motivated by Tommy. He's more mercenary in the game at this stage, right? He's more like, I just want what's mine. I just want the money, blah, blah, blah. The fact that he's motivated by Tommy in the show means like he is, he still cares about family and people in a way that you didn't get a sense of that he, you know, at this stage of the game. And whether that turns out to be more emotionally satisfying or not, we'll have to wait and see. But I do think it definitely changes things. You know, what, what mm -hmm. do you think, Christian? I agree. It humanizes him in a, in a way that yeah. the person who cares about arguably the only family they have left versus the person who is about to win the lottery if they deliver this cargo from point A to point B, I think is a different person. Um, and I, I think in contrast to the other things we see Joel do in the, the pilot episode, I think it lets me hope that Joel is a good person. Whereas in the video game, I don't know if I need to hope if he's a good person because he's me. Yeah. You're playing Joel and yeah, I'm a good yeah. person. So I, I yeah. kind of put myself <laughs> on him and be like, if, we're clearly the good guy here. Mm -hmm. And I think without that Tommy motivation, yeah. I, I don't know if I think Joel's a good, all he, he's selling drugs. He's burning bodies. Mm -hmm. He's has a bad reputation with Marlene, right. which by the way, him. are all, those are all show inventions too. Like he's not selling drugs in the video game. He's not burning bodies in the video game. Um, so it's it's yeah it's like wow like I'm just I'm so I'm just fascinated in general like I'm hoping hoping we're saying interesting things about it but like I'm just fascinated by all these decisions they made because like every one of these decisions has an impact on your mm -hmm. feelings hopefully about yeah 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 and and what you're and as you say it's like mostly negative impacts on Joel and some positive ones and it's like hopefully at the end of the day it balances out to roughly what you feel when you're playing as Joel in the game right. Or so. to, for what you should feel about him in this story. You know, maybe by the end of it, Joel is Walter White. I don't know. You know, they've already, yeah. they haven't taken that big of a swing with the character of who Joel is. I think they are walking that line of like cold hearted, but used to have love in his heart and like had a good relationship with his daughter. Seemed like a yeah. loving, caring guy trying to get by, but clearly his daughter loved him and, and he loved her. And um, at, at this point of the show, I don't know where Joel ends up. And I, I find that super exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. You know, one of the things that, uh, one thing that didn't hit me the right way was, was there's this scene where it's a classic scene in TV shows and, and movies, Christian, where character looks at his own hands that are stained by the blood of someone else. Right. <laughs> Very common scene of like, what have I done? And it's like, given what we know about Joel, he's burning bodies. He's dealing drugs. He's, um, Marlene's like, I know what you're capable of. So he's probably Robert's killed. terrified of him. Right. Robert's terrified. So it's like the idea that Joel would feel guilty about murdering that dude at the end. Like it doesn't, now that I think about it, it doesn't quite fit with that version of the character, you know? So I think it's fine so far, but I am curious, like is at the end of the day, are we going to get a version of Joel that feels plausible and consistent throughout, you know? 
Um, there's signs that that might not be the case, but we'll see. We'll see. It's still very early days. So yeah. Any other thoughts on adaptation with the first episode? I, I am most excited to hear what other people think. You know, on, yeah. the, on the main episode, I'm excited what newcomers to the series think. And here with this bonus stuff, I'm very excited to see what people who live and breathe the games like I have. And certainly you've experienced them as well, what their thoughts are coming into this franchise and and taking it in. Because for a lot of adapted media, I am like you. I don't I'm not super familiar with the source material. So I love seeing this and I'm sure someone is doing an excellent frame by frame, (laughs) you know, breakdown of all the things. I think, I guess the other thing, my last thought would be, I think we mentioned it on the main show, um, Marlene's line of who the fireflies are. I think they try to set the fireflies out as good guys very Mm. directly and perhaps clumsily. And in the game, I think it's left ambiguous a little longer and you, they, the show kind of hits at that too, where like a firefly, you know, preacher, or, you know, uh, co- tries to come by Joel and spread the good word. Mm-hmm. And Joel's just like, if you finish that sentence, I'm going to break your jaw or, you know, whatever he says. It's like, yeah. okay, I'm going to walk away. Um, well, but I think I feel anyone, like- I think anyone that would paint the words when you're lost in the darkness, look for the light um, is definitely a bad guy because that's just too obvious. It's too, I don't like the syntax <laughs> Christian. No, I'm just joking. Um, but yeah. Uh, I, I, I would agree that they, they are clearly ma- meant to be the good. You, you see Fedra um, hanging people. You see them killing kids. You see them imposing all these restrictions. So it's like um, the Fireflies are clearly set up to be good. We'll see if that holds, right? We'll see if mm-hmm. that holds. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. Well, uh, Christian and I will try to do a few of these throughout the course of the season, not necessarily every week, but uh, a few of these throughout the course of the season. A huge thanks to the folks at DecodingTV.com. Uh, the paid members who make this podcast and the bonus episodes possible. Christian, thanks for the chat today. Thank you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.